Go ahead. Woodside took a knee, and we're done. <laughs> the Titans have their first shutout in three yes. years. As they put down the Jacksonville Jaguars today, your final score, Tennessee 20, Jacksonville nothing. As the Titans, in playing the Jags, get it done again. Mike Hayes, voice of the Titans on the Titans Radio Network. Titans win 20 to nothing. 6-1-5-7-7-1-0-4-5. Interesting that Logan Woodside entered the game to do those uh, kneel downs. Trevor Lawrence went the whole way for Jacksonville. They thought he, about it. Listen, he's trying to kill that guy. Oh. Yeah, no chance of winning that game. Get him out of the game. <laughs> who is the Jacksonville backup quarterback? I don't even know. Yeah, who is who is the coach? Herb. Side-eye Herb. Are we sure? Are we sure about that? Big Herb. Does he make coaching decisions for this team? <laughs> like, I need to go down the checklist. Not defensively, sure. clearly. Okay, well, <laughs> I know who's playing. All right, would you like to try to take a guess at who the backup quarterback is for the Jags? I would go uh, Jeff Rutledge. Blaine Gabbert. No and no. Deshaun Rosen or whatever it was. was, Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser. No, I'm just totally kidding. No, uh, it is uh, former Iowa quarterback, C.J. Beathard. Yes. He's a local guy. I love C.J. He came in the studio once. That's real. Put him in. Dad and brother in country music. Maybe we'll come in studio after this season and talk about what a debacle it is. Feeling a bit parched. <laughs> he has a total of 33 yards on the season. Hey, CJ's man. a good dude. Stop. That's real. Two of two passing. 100%. There you go. 100%. Yeah, 100%. boy, CJ. He's got 118.8 QBR in that one game, or a QB rating in that one game. Rolling. He should have been in that game. I mean, he's probably, well, I don't know. I started to say he's probably glad he wasn't, but. You want to play, right? All right. Uh, Herb. Mm-hmm. He's been over, you know, like, I, it's funny watching that dude. Cuzzo, Mike, next up on 3HL. Mike, what's up? Cuzzo. Yo, what up, though? Ain't got no room. Ain't hey, got no look, room. Man. <laughs> hey, look, man, look. I wasn't going to call because, you know, I've been calling, like, all day, driving. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, Kev had me hyped, man. Look, man, it's time to draw. A line in the sand real quick. Look, you maybe you was a Titans fan when we was all in middle school and then you hopped off when we had to go through Matt Burger. You hopped off when we was just horrible suck it. <laughs> eight, eight, Ken Wisenhut and worse and you thought this was the time to hop back on. And then we lost to the Jets. And then you was like, you know what, I'm gonna hop back off. And then we, and then you try to hop back on for a little minute, a second, a hot second, because you know Monday night when we beat the Bills, we had the whole city, the whole city was hyped. And then you hop back off. Look, <laughs> we ain't playing this no more, okay? Quit playing with our two tone emotions. If you're gonna be a Titans fan, then be a Titans fan. Quit hopping on, hopping off, hopping on, hopping off, man. That's all I got. I, I just, I just wanted to say that real quick. Because a lot of these fickle Titans fans is really getting my blood pressure high, and I can't take it no more. Tighten up, baby. We on the way. We on the way to the Super Bowl. We're doing better than what we thought in the off season. And let's give it up to that boy. Uh, what's his name? Screen Buster Screen. Buster Screen. Taking Janor's job. That's what. That's my highlight. He took Janor's job. I'm saying it. Let's go, Buster Screen. That's the starter. Those. He wants you to call him Jackrabbit, Cuzzo. 
Nobody's going. <laughs> I don't know if he earned that anymore. Um, <laughs> I thought Buster Screen played really well. He he was victimized on the one deep throw, yeah. but he had the interception. And they're they're asking him to do he a lot too. Every single snap. Every snap, and he's every having to play whatever corner position is needed. Yeah, or available inside, outside, <laughs> yeah. boundary, yeah. whatever. It's an opportunity. So uh, yeah. Yeah. He played 55 snaps defensively. Here's the whole thing, big picture. Can this team play these games without suffering more injuries? It's like, you know, when you when you make deposits at the bank, you want to make deposits at the bank without yeah. taking more out, <laughs> right? Right. Like, so they're going to get deposits with guys coming back. You know and I mean? yesterday, I mean, as Don said, Saffold went down twice, but he came back and was available. During, I mean, so that's just kind of what yeah. he's dealing with outside of that. By the way, He's also our guest tomorrow. Oh, Roger Saffold. Yes, yeah, for our Buffalo Wild Wings Titans Mount feast. Juliet. Mount Juliet, people. So just a boss, man. He's just. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Wild Wings Mount Juliet tomorrow. Yes, Roger Saffold. There you go. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank you, Babsley. <laughs> Babsley. Yep. All right, 615-737-1045 is the number. want to uh, continue to get your uh, opinions and thoughts. Mahogany next up on 3HL. What's up? What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? What's happening? What? Hey, man. You know, I'm out here in this Amazon van with no roof. You know, I'm hyped. Yeah. We got that dub yesterday. Yes. We got the dub yesterday. We needed that dub. And, you know, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm kind of sick of Titans fans, you know, wanting – I understand you want 50 points a game, 400 yards of passing with 300 yards of rushing, and then you want less 200 yards for your – defense to hold the other team to with a shutout every single week, but that's not going to happen. So, you know, I'm happy with how we looked yesterday. There are things that we can improve on, but I'm just glad we got the dub. And also, to Kevin, I'm going to echo Cuzzo Mike. Bruh, don't get over here on a victory Monday with that nonsense. Your team is 6-7. and seven. I thought he was a Jags fan at first, but your team is 6-7. and seven. Like, get off of our airways with that nonsense. Get off my job, Kevin. Hang up and listen. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, he right. Kevin called earlier, big Eagles. So, <laughs> I mean, he just went on and on about about how unimpressed he was with that win. Yeah, was, like, Pat's yes. finally asking, like, hey, who's your team? And he goes, Eagles. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> but I, I think <clears throat> to echo what – They just lost to the Giants, by the way. Yeah, well, Mahogany and Cuzzo are saying, though, this is right. That's Like, these are the people I want to hear from, the real Titans fans. I mean, we want to hear from everybody, but I want to hear from the Titans fans today because – I want to know, are you satisfied with the victory? Because you look back over the season, and, of course, like you want certain ways the team to win and everything, like he was saying, but it doesn't happen that way, man. But this is – winning in this fashion, hey, man, I don't – if you told me they're going to go all the way to the Super Bowl winning like this and defense be dominant and the offense be sputtering like this, guess what I'm going to say? Man, sign me up. I want to watch this type of football, too, because guess what – Guess who had a ball? And I guarantee you, they held me. They were playing. Can't get no roof. The defense. What? They had a ball. You're right. Hey, boy, I mean, they was going off. They was going off, man. They, they was so excited and jumping around and flying around. And that's what Vrabel challenged them to do. What about Get Hunk? back to flying around. What about Hunk just teasing you? Yeah, he's just, he, he's, he makes sure my engine. Just revved you yeah, up. He just, man, yeah, he's just hitting the gas. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Gas pedal. Like, my, what was my boy? Who say that Um, on the morning show? Dern. Man, gas pedal. Somebody tell me. 
I forgot. Sorry, I just I, every once in a while I just like doing it. To see like, how you you want a stat about your defense there? Yeah, give me some. Here's from Jim Wyatt. Uh, the Titans defense allowed the Jaguars to rush for a total of eight yards on eight attempts on Sunday. <laughs> the yardage total tied for the third fewest rushing yards in any game in Titans slash Oilers history. Oh, that's a long. It was the time. lowest total in Titans history. Man, that and that and they played bad teams before. And that's with an athletic quarterback. So not only are you taking care of him, you taking care of the running back. Man, I, hey, man. I mean, the, the, best thing, listen, me. the best thing Herb is doing right now is destroying that guy. Everybody was worried about Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Anybody worried about him right now? Oh. He didn't even run that much for an athletic quarterback. He didn't run that much. He, guess why? Because he's trying to get somebody to patch him on, on the headset to con also. Hey, man, what are we going to land this helicopter so I can get out of here? He's looking for an exit. Too. This season got to be over for them, I kept man. Watching him, and, and maybe you guys thought this too, man. You you look in Trevor Lawrence's eyes. That looks like a broken quarterback, man. That has no idea what to do. Man, that team looked broken. Really? Yeah, that team looked broken to me. If you ask them I that in week know, four, I, go back and watch the game. I think so, and, 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 and the reason being, when we had Coach Mack on, <laughs> darn it, yeah, that was wild. Um. When we had Coach Mack on after they played the New York Jets, after the Titans played the Jets, yeah, he came in and was raving about Zach Wilson. But he also, in the same breath, was raving about what Trevor Lawrence was doing in Jacksonville and the fire that he had. He didn't have that yesterday. That's long gone. I don't know what's going on down there, but that his ain't the same guy. His body language was ain't awesome. the same guy that we was talking about in week four and week five. It looked like he was trying to have good body language, but you could see through it. I don't know. That was my thing. I mean – you think that's a confidence issue in Trevor Lawrence and himself, or you just think that's a a bad coach? Because think about it. He played for Dabo, and those two loved each other. Yep. Yeah. Lo- had a phenomenal yep. relationship. Trevor Lawrence was so impressive yep. whenever I I chatted with him. And what Dabo said about him, like you could see how – how good that relationship was and how much they leaned on each other, even just offensively doing things, right? Yeah. So, like, how much is it his confidence in himself or how much is it, I mean, because it's clear, he's the one that led the huddle yep. with the, what did they, yeah. what did um, he say? Um, 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 <laughs> when he broke it down, yeah. Making fun of yeah. Urban uh, after, ooh. yes. Like, yeah, like, Trevor Lawrence is the one that did that. I mean, he's the one that led ah, that. I got it. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. You know about. what I'm talking yep. about. Mm-hmm. It was right after uh, yep, all Ohio the video State came yep. out mm-hmm. with Urban and, and mm-hmm. the woman that was not his Fun wife, all of that. And, yeah. and I, the James Robinson story of him being benched, like the story out there is that Trevor Lawrence is the one that basically went to coach and was like, oh, hell no. Like, he needs to be playing. So let me, let me correct my statement if it was taken wrong. This team is broken as a whole because of the situation that's going on with Urban Meyer there and the right. disconnect from whoever else it is that's involved, whether it be the staff or whatever. You can relate it similar to what was going on at the University of Tennessee when you see the fire going out of these guys. Doesn't mean that they can't play. I ain't saying Trevor Lawrence ain't the guy either moving forward. Can't I'm just tell. saying you, you didn't see that yesterday. From what we saw when we were looking at Zach Wilson and all these young quarterbacks getting getting going like – he was mentioned with them. There's no way you mention him now. It's not because of him being 
have an ability to do it. Yeah, in terms of yesterday, I, I think, I think he, that's what I wanted right. to clear up. Yeah. Like what mm-hmm. you feel yep. like you saw from yep. Trevor Lawrence. Yep. I, I just think because I didn't necessarily broken. see a broken quarterback as far as play. Can't get it done. It's just yeah. yeah. I, it's, the look in his eye looked like he had just seen somebody murdered. That, that's what I, I. That's what I thought looking at him. I just didn't see no fire. Miserable. In me. Yeah. He's never been miserable I, in his football think, playing career. I think he never of, lost in high school. Yeah. Right. I think part of yesterday credit the Titans because I think they showed the Jags a lot of things that they hadn't seen mm-hmm. on film from the Titans because the Titans typically just rush four and they were blitzing a whole lot yesterday. So I think I think he would he would think he saw something pretty snap and then it would be gone. Mm-hmm. Now the other thing is those windows at Clemson throwing the football are like 15 yards wide. And in the NFL, what did they used to say? Like four inches is open? That's, and that's what they said after Colt, after four, uh, Fulton made the interception. They said that's a pass that he completes in college. He can't do that here. Because NFL corner will make that play. Look at the he, he thought he was just looking at wide receiver and the guy guarding it. But yeah, well, anyway. um, shout out to Funky Cheese. That's who said it. Gas pedal. Funky Cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Funky Cheese. All right. Gas pedal. Mike Keith, Voice of the Titans, next. Reach out 104.5 The Zone. <laughs> Pressure coming. Lawrence in trouble. Sack! Oh, my goodness. A wave of navy blue led by Harold Landry, the third. I enjoyed listening to Titans Radio coming back from the airport and yes. driving around town, running errands uh, <laughs> yesterday. So Went back and watched the game this morning. Uh, Mike Keith always knocks it out with Coach Mack. And, and Coach Mack had me, Mike, uh, at one point. He was, what was he talking about, a Ford Rooster? <laughs> Ford over Rooster. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you were even like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't have the first clue what that meant. Ford over Rooster. You, you have I think he this? made that up. I don't. I don't think that's really <laughs> think a thing. I, think I know. Whenever he makes something up, he just says that's ah, a West Texas thing. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, that's what he can do, and we don't know any different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so literally, it means a Ford running over a rooster. <laughs> that's correct. A Ford running over. Why not? You know, why not a Nissan running over a rooster <laughs> or a, a Chevy running over? I mean, who knows? But Ford over rooster. Matt trying to get a car deal. Uh, and boy, I tell you something, Roberson did oh. absolutely, absolutely lay the wood to Carlos Hyde. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I'd still probably dizzy on that one. It took him a minute I'm gonna to get tell up. You, I'm going to tell you, Derek Roberson, um, they've been waiting on this sort of switch to go off in him. You know, he had a couple sacks at the end of 2019, and we thought, okay, you know, maybe this guy's going to be something special. Because he's got some some real get off on the edge. He has good speed coming off the edge. Yeah, and then he kind of disappears and he's hurt and he gets a chance to play early in the year and he doesn't really show up. And uh, the last two games, I mean, even in the New England game, he played some good football and uh, he showed up a bunch yesterday. It was very very impressive. There were three consecutive plays at one point during the second half where he was in coverage. He, he was up right. the field. There were three consecutive plays I was like, oh, man. And there were a lot of guys that had runs like that in yesterday's game. Well, and he he played special teams as well. He had a special teams tackle. And that was one of Roberson's problems early on is they were playing other guys over him on Sunday. They were active because he wasn't a good enough special teams player. 
And it's, it's as if he's decided, you know what, I want to do this for a living um, and do it well. Uh, and, and, I mean, if he keeps giving them something down the stretch with these, you know, at, at some point we're going to get Bud Dupree back and, yeah. you know, you're starting to see if he, I mean, what they're going to do with Zach Cunningham. I have no idea how they will utilize him. I, I mean, listen, he's violent. He, he gets there in an ill humor. And uh, it's it's over when he gets there. I mean, he doesn't just tackle a guy. I mean, people go backwards when Zach Cunningham hits him. They they got a few guys like that right now, which is kind of an exciting thing as we head down the stretch. He's a Ford over rooster guy. <laughs> he is a Ford over serious rooster guy. Mike, yeah, whatever that is. Voice of the Titans with us on 3HL. Uh, Mike, something stood out to a lot of people, I think, yesterday. First home shutout since 2000. That, that is an amazing stat. Since the uh, the the Christmas game against the Cowboys, wow. that oh. would have had to have been it. Yeah, the twenty four to nothing. That was uh, speaking of that. So that was the big Ford game. That was the Henry Ford game. <laughs> <laughs> so Henry Ford, <laughs> that's the game. Dallas, uh, Dallas onside kick to begin the game, and it didn't matter. They were playing Anthony Wright at quarterback. Yes. He just got he just got mushed all night long. And we didn't do much on offense. That was to clinch home field and to become the number one defense in the NFL with the shutout. And Keith Bullock caught a pass intended for Emmett Smith and returned it for a touchdown. But Henry Ford picked up a fumble and realized he wasn't touched and went r- rambling into the end zone. And uh, Ford, Henry Ford is a really good defensive lineman. He had a little bit of a weight problem. And he went to Jeff Fisher late in that season, and he said, you know, Jeff, he said, I'm trying to lose weight so I can make weight so I can stop getting fined. He's like, why don't you just go ahead and take the money out of my check every week because I'm going to quit trying to do that because I feel weak. I just I feel so weak I'm not playing well. And so Ford, Big Ford gained his weight back, and I guess he got fined every week, but he played really good ball down the stretch, eating whatever he wanted. That was a a great nugget. Out of Arkansas, Henry Ford, good player. Anthony Wright out of South Carolina. Anthony Wright out of South Carolina, well done. All right. Uh, Mike Keith, voice of the Titans, eight yards rushing allowed. That's what Slay kept saying for the show, eight yards allowed. We talk about this on the OTP, just spoiler alert. What are you doing running the ball eight times? Yeah. You got a rookie quarterback. You rushed for 198 yards against us last time. I, I mean, seriously? I couldn't believe it, right? Yeah. You only tried to run eight times? Wow. I was dumbfounded by that. that and, and, Mike, that's what I was, I was saying right before you came on. This team, this Jaguars team, looks like a team that's broken. Like, you don't I, – I don't know where the disconnect is. I, I have a – I have a – an inkling of where it may be, <laughs> yeah, but like outside of that hunch was hunched over a lot yesterday. Yeah, outside of him, like what's going on with the other position coaches and things like that? It's like they they can't fire him up anymore, man. And I I related it to similar um, to how University of Tennessee was with Jeremy Pruitt there and and needing a new energy involved to jolt that team because they got talent, man. Like we, we talked about do. the defense I leading mean, up they, to it. You know, they got some dudes on defense too. Mm-hmm. I mean, they made. They they made some nice plays. The Titans didn't try a lot yesterday because they got ahead. Mm-hmm. But I mean, 
they played some good football on defense. They got after it, and I, th- I still think they've got their quarterback. I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer Trevor Lawrence is the real thing. To me, that's one of the biggest parts of where they are is whatever they're going to do going forward, they have to make whatever decision that needs to be made to make sure that his growth is not stunted because he is a real talent. And to see him late in that ball game trying to do some of the things he was trying to do, that's not him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this. Um Man, I can't even ask you, Mikey. I just went blank. That's a good question. That's all right. (laughs) And that was a good answer. It happens to me. It happens to me all the time now, Ryan. Just wait. It'll get worse. Mike, we've gotten some messages from people that that complained about the offense that they saw yesterday. And and I would argue that I would argue that they actually kind of, in my view, played more to the what the system probably should be without Derrick Henry yesterday than than they have in a while. That well, they protected they the ball. I mean, they they right. ran the ball at, right. at least enough to, to get you from being behind the sticks. You know what I mean? Well, you're in a game right there. I mean, everybody's talking about Belichick the other night against Buffalo passing three times. Belichick played to win the game. That's what he did. That's what the Titans did yesterday. The only way the Titans lose that game once they're up 10 to nothing is to make a big mistake. And you're, you're just not going to try to make a big mistake. The other thing you do, too, is you got some production in the first half out of Julio Jones. Then you basically got him out of the game. Great. Great. He got in there. He got some work. He caught four balls. He, he was able to finish the game. Everything's good. And now he moves on another week. But that whole thing, I mean, situation dictates. And the most important thing for me, and I said it on your show last week, The most important thing for the Tennessee Titans was to beat Jacksonville by playing a clean game. Winning was obviously the most important no matter what, but they needed to play clean. Guess what they did? They played clean. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that anybody's going to beat them if they keep playing clean because I think the defense will continue to get better. And as the parts come back to the offense, you know, they had three nice drives in the first half, Mm -hmm. three really nice drives. One ended in a missed field goal granted. But when they were trying to throw the ball, when they had Julio Jones in the game, when they were doing a few things, you're like, okay, this, this works just fine. In the second half, hey, if it doesn't work, punt it back to them. Mm-hmm. Because the main thing is win the ball game, don't make a mistake, don't open the door. Now, does that sound like General Nealon kicking on third down in 1938? <laughs> yes. But sometimes, as the Belichick theory shows, Sometimes that's what you do to win the game, and that's all that counts. I remember Johnny Majors doing that too. Quick kick on third. Quick down. kick. Yep. Sure. Mo- moving forward, um, and, and you mentioned the clean game. Tannehill uh, protected the football, and that was a, a big part of it. With you sure. know, he felt the pressure all day. Um, so moving forward, what is concerning about what we saw? Well, I don't. I don't know if anything's concerning. I don't want to see him get hit that much. Right. And this pass rush coming up is better than Jacksonville's. So you've got to – I mean, the offensive line has to be better. The receivers have to get open more quickly. You can't let him take a lot of shots. But I think there are going to be more opportunities to expand things 
based on the fact that when Julio Jones goes out there, you could see how different their secondary operated. They were like, there's two, there he is, there he, you know. And that was what was missing in New England. And I I think that's going to continue to get better. Um, I I think they're going to be able to finish some more drives. I think you're going to be able to see them work off of some more things. They ran the football very effective early in the game, particularly with Foreman. And then in the second half, when Jacksonville knows it's coming, well, you know, they put McNichols in there because he doesn't fumble. And so he had eight carries for 16 yards, but, you know, he's doing a job at that point. And the job is let's run the clock and let's get out of here. Now, that's, that can't be the strategy every week, Don. That's, that's probably not going to be what you do to beat Pittsburgh. You're probably going to have to open it up more. Yeah. And the question becomes – can you open it up more and protect the quarterback? And that's going to be an important point, I think. What do you think about that matchup? Titans open up a, a slight favorite over uh, Pittsburgh on the road. I mean, you know what it's going to be. I mean, it's going to be, you know, they're, they're coming with everything. You know, they're, they're desperate, and they've okay. got to have it. But you know what? We're desperate, and we've got to have it, too. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the one thing I think you're going to see from these Titans is I think that shutout is going to put some more teeth in this defense. When when we've seen over the years teams pitch a shutout and start to do things well, they start to smell it. They start to think they're good. They start to have that confidence, that swagger again. And I, I think we're going to see that out of this defense. I think they're going to want to to go play the best. But I mean, listen, it's a big challenge. Roethlisberger proves he can still throw it. They've got receivers. Najee Harris, a good running back. Friermuth is a is a talented young tight end on defense. I mean, Watt has 16 sacks. Cam Hayward is one of the best defensive linemen in the NFL. I mean, you know what you get. I mean, it's going to be hard. It's Pittsburgh. It's you know they were always the measuring stick. Floyd Reese and Jeff Fisher built teams to beat Pittsburgh because we were in the AFC Central, and if you were going to do something, you had to beat Pittsburgh. the The theory of that to me never changes because Pittsburgh is always going to be that team that is a hard nut to crack no matter what their record is. And, I, and Mike, and I think you look at it, the, the coaches, in a sense, mirror each other. Um, you know, tough, hard-nosed, blue-collar, let's mm-hmm. go get it done. Ain't no need to talk about it. Line up, hit you in the mouth. What you going to do about it? That's what you get that's from right. Tomlin. That's what you get from Vrabel. Looking at this, I'm not worried about the defense. I, I feel like they can, they can hold their own, and especially going against a Roethlisberger right now, um, who arm isn't the same, you know, what I, I love to see. I can't wait to see what Bayer does um, in tempting him. <laughs> um, but outside of that, the O-line, that's my question. How how much do they take from this game health-wise? We see Ben Jones getting back right. He's doing cartwheels in the end zone. And you know what Roger Southfold can push through? But, man, that right side of that line, man, against Big Cam, well, man, if he shifts over a little bit and then you got Watt, like they got some guys. They got some guys. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, hopefully, Saffold can get back. You know, he didn't finish. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, he can get back because Saffold is a big part of what we do. And he and Lawan are, you know, together as a tandem are mm-hmm. fantastic. The offensive line is going to have to be physical. Yeah. yeah they're going to they're gonna have to play with a tremendous physicality uh, to be able to, to hold off the Steelers, to move the Steelers. I mean, that's just part of the job. You, you understand what you're going to get when you play the Pittsburgh Steelers, it never changes. Chuck Knowles started it over 50 years ago. Bill Cowher continued it. 
Mike Tomlin is is still that same guy in that what you said is true. It's physical football. And you understand that you have to have it this time of year. Jeff Fisher used to close the training room. He put a note on the door. Training room is closed. Nobody's hurt. You can't be hurt because you're playing the Steelers and it's going to take everything you have this week to be ready for them. That was the message. That The message is that it, it's going to take all hands on deck. I mean, they certainly treated people with injuries, but that was just. <laughs> we know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, they didn't. They didn't deny medical coverage. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it was symbolic. You know, yes. you yeah. need to say that. It's important. Um, but but you just you get it. I mean, you get who it. I mean, you know what we're walking into, and I think our guys will be prepared for that. I don't think that will be. If the Titans don't win, I don't think that will be the problem. I think they will be totally prepared for the physicality of what this is going to be. And that edge, I saw some edge yesterday. Yep. I saw I saw them I saw the Roberson lick. Clean lick, totally clean. I saw some of the hits on the quarterback. I saw the way receivers got tackled even after making catches. There was edge. You know, there was edge there that's been missing for about a month and some of that was health, and some of that was people, and some of that was the Titans lost a little bit of that. And uh, they're going to have to keep it up this week. They're going to need it the rest of the way. Good stuff, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, yes. The coach's show coming up, Mike Vrabel's show coming up tonight. He's on at 6 again. He's decided since the Titans won, he wants to come back on at 6. Oh, boy. So so he's on the first two segments. Chris Mack from 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh is on, and then uh, – Red Bryan and Amy Wells also joined me to talk a little bit during the course of the show. Tweet us your questions at Titans Radio, but get them in early. Don't wait till 630 because you'll be gone. He's going to address Zach Cunningham now, right? Because it's game week. Sure. <laughs> there we go. Right. It's time. You're allowed you know, to ask was... him. <laughs> oh, I'll ask him. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that'll be that'll be right off the top. I mean, listen, I, <laughs> right off the top, they were right? laughing at me over here at how excited I was about Zach Cunningham. I just think that's a Fabulous pickup. I love it. Thank you, Mike. Good stuff, brother. Appreciate it. We'll be listening. Take care. All right, Mike Keith, Voice of the Titans, presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans on the Mark Spain Real Estate Hotline. Chris Lowe, when we come back, 3HL 104.5 The Zone. Yeah, 3HL 104.5 The Zone. Let's talk about college football. Chris Lowe from ESPN.com. National, senior, college football writer. Chris, what's up? How are you? Low. Uh, I just wanted to start, guys, by letting you know I have uh, earned my name in the transfer portal. Oh, <laughs> it's a hey, party man. in there. Going down in that low, yeah. You better have a passport and an ID. <laughs> <laughs> Anything <laughs> you might get called on by anybody. <laughs> hey, there's a bunch Who, of my thing, Clay. Who, Who's not in the transfer portal? Who's what? I said, who's not in the transfer man, portal? Everybody's the, in. Man, exactly, exactly. If you expected to watch to average. 12 points and you average nine or expected to get 100 yards, you got 93. <laughs> Boom! Get out of there. Get to the portal, man. It's wild, man. It is wild. Don had a question for you, Chris. Why are there a bunch of Auburn okay. Tigers in there, CeeLo? What's going on? <laughs> What's going on on the Plains? Well, Bo Nix is in there. So this, so let me ask you a question, Don. This will be both what, eighth or ninth year next year we play. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, there, there's a ton. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, I was talking to some people this morning who thought that Tank Bixby was headed there. I've since been told that he's told his coaches that he will not enter the portal. Oh. And he plans to play next year. Now, we all know these things are fluid. 
but that's the latest on on Tank Bigsby. But yeah, there's several huh. guys. Okay, that, that makes it are, less less uh, alarming for Auburn fans. Yeah, but again, I'll, I'll reiterate, you know, these things are are flexible, and you know, we'll see how they go. But well, that's the latest because there was some concern among Auburn that that's where he was headed because I don't think he was at practice. They practice on Saturday. Several players are not there. Now, some of them have already announced that they're either opting out, headed to the NFL, or going elsewhere. But uh, no, it's a it's been a tough a tough stretch for Auburn. You know, really a tough first year with the transition with to Brian Harson, and now I think that the thing to watch is this year's recruiting class, and maybe be even more importantly, Dawn is next year's recruiting class if they can start to make up some ground. You know, in the personnel department, because right now they're behind the people that they've got to beat. I don't know who you voted for, but I, I'm going to go ahead and, and say that um, this is going to shock no one that uh, Babs and I both voted for uh, Bryce Young. Did you as well? I did. Yes, we ended that last week when we were talking about it. But my ballot, now that I'm not breaking protocol and the announcement's been made, was <laughs> Bryce Young number one, Will Anderson number two. Hmm. Kenny Pickett, number three. Will Anderson had a phenomenal year, and and obviously the the kid from Michigan uh, finished second. Uh, but uh, but Will Anderson uh, won Defensive Player of the Year, so uh, he he was just dominant every time you watch Alabama play. That guy's in the backfield. Yeah, he was a great player, and both those guys will be, I would think, right there at the top of players predicted to win it next year because they both got to come back. They're true sophomores. Yeah. Uh, it was a hard one this year for me. You know, if you'd asked me back in late October, I might have voted for Matt Corral. That the third spot was hard. I, I pretty much was settled in on on Bryce Young and Will Anderson Jr. The third spot, you know, I waffled back and forth between Aiden Hutchinson, Matt Corral, and Kenny Pickett. A little bit Kenneth Walker too, uh, but I think what Pickett did. And leading Pitt to a championship, an ACC championship, the numbers he put up—what, 46 touchdown passes—that uh, sort of broke that tie for me. He was a—he uh, was a trend. Uh, you know, really, when you look at, it, he was pretty transcendent for Pittsburgh to get them to 11 wins and put up the kind of numbers he did, breaking Dan Marino's record. Anytime your your name's used in the same sense for Dan Marino, <laughs> you're a pretty good football player. Yeah, their over/under win total before the season started was seven, and they won 11 games and won the ACC. So. Um... That, that's pretty phenomenal stuff. Uh, college football playoff coming up, um, and uh, obviously uh, Cincinnati gets in first non-power five team, uh, two touchdown underdog to Alabama. They got a shot, Chris. Well, I'll say this: they've they've lost around one football game in the last two years, and that one game was to, to Georgia last year in the bowl game that went right down to the gun, and Georgia had to win it with a fifty-seven yard field goal to beat them. Now, Georgia was missing some players in that game, but so was Cincinnati. And a lot of that Georgia team that beat them at the gun is back this year and had not lost a game until Bama beat them. So, yeah, I think they got a shot. Now, here's what I wonder with Bama. Bama has had some time now to sort of come down from that high of beating Georgia, right? But are they able to sort of focus in on Cincinnati? And typically, Saban's teams have not lacked focus on big stages, but everyone's going to be talking about a potential Georgia-Alabama rematch. Where are these players? I mean, do they take care of their business? Because I can promise you Cincinnati and Luke Fickle, they're going to be ready. This is their shot. You know, I understand that they're sort of carrying the banner for a group of five teams, 
everyone's sort of been wanting to see what happens if the group of five team finally gets into the playoff. Well, here they are. They've been sort of disrespected. A lot of people felt like they were just sort of squeaking by for much of this year. They'll be ready to go, and they will have had time as well to sort of heal and rest and game plan as much as they can for an Alabama football team. I think Alabama will win, but I, I don't think it's just going to be one of those games where they walk in and just walk all over them. Can't wait to talk uh, bowl games with you as we roll through the month of December and into uh, the early part of January. It's going to be fun. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate you. Okay. See you guys. Ball's going to spike Memphis and Penny. <laughs> he had to get that in, CeeLo. He had to get it in. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Mike CeeLo know how I feel about them. He was down there for some of them <laughs> escapades. Saturday at 11 o'clock over Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. Did Murray, Did I say that Murray State beat Memphis? I, listen, listen, man. I, I, I'm just here to let it yes, breathe. I'm just here to let it breathe because it's Victory Monday. I ain't want to touch on it, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. The, the the racers spanked the Tigers. Yeah, yep. Mule kicked them all the way back to Memphis. Matter of fact, went to Memphis and beat them. <laughs> Ford over Rooster, man. Ford over Rooster. They locked their own door. I'm just saying, man. Hey, I, hey. <laughs> That's four they, in a row. Then they unlocked it, got on the bus, and went home. About to be five. All right, uh, five o'clock hour coming up. More of your phone calls. Uh, Titans reaction. Titans win 20 to nothing. Four games left. Tied atop the AFC standing. 615 737 1045.